The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. discussion. I am one of your three hosts, Greg Knowlton, and as always, I am joined by the sidekick, Matt Johnson. Sleepy, hey, but um... happy but happy to be with you. And uh, <laughs> of course, our newest co-host, Micah. Micah, how you doing, my friend? Oh, man, I tell you what, I am sitting here uh, wearing the same pair of underwear that I've worn, I want to say for the past four, maybe five days, I'm greasy. <laughs> I am just, I am just a sight right now. I tell you, you what, do man, inside I'm wearing out, my bathrobe. Backwards, <laughs> forward. Do you do in, forwards, backwards, inside out, forwards, backwards? <laughs> I at this point, I don't think it matters. Like, <laughs> what my goal is is when the food supply is out, I'll have this underwear to make a nice. But I've had a I've had a lot of time on my hands and I've been writing a lot of uh of Wolverine oh, no. Cyclops Jean Grey with with that with just Scott I, I figured out that Scott is the probably one of the biggest cucks in Marvel history. Like he is so into Wolverine standing on top of, uh, I, I want to say four, maybe five phone books just to get up on that Jean Grey's ass. And <laughs> man, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a real roller coaster of a novel I've been working on. I, I'm, once it's done, I'll, I'll give you guys copies of it. It's pretty perfect. <laughs> my, uh, perfect. My, I appreciate my, I- my fan fiction. I appreciate a good uh, fan fiction. Uh, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. I can't wait. This has been like, this is, this is it, man. This is, this is the shtick. This is, this is the, this defines the Micah era of the panel discussion. (laughs) This, the the Micah era. Uh, This, this defines it here at the panel discussion. Uh, This, this, uh, this, this dynamic, we'll call it this dynamic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I also I just I miss both your faces. We're still doing this uh, separately. I hate it, uh, but I mean this is a great way to keep in touch, right? Oh, yeah. It is. And in, in these times, in these times, we have to do shit like this. The other night, I was sitting in front of the TV playing uh, Doom Eternal. My wife was on Skype playing some drinking game with all of her girlfriends, and I'm just like, these people live 10, 15 minutes from us. <laughs> you know, we're being, we're practicing social distancing, we're being safe. It's just fucking weird, man. It, it is it, weird. Like, what, what a what a weird time. What have you it guys is. been doing to keep yourselves occupied, Greg? I'm curious, really curious, what you've been up to, kid. You would be surprised. Uh, nothing crazy. Imagine that. No, I've been pl- playing too many video games uh, and going down some image comic rabbit holes. I'm reading this book 
right now it's an older image comic book from uh, i think it's like from like five or six years back called chew and it's all about a guy whose powers are that uh when he eats things he can see its past so they make him like eat victims who have been killed and find out like who killed them and why (laughs) it's really really good and the whole shtick to the thing is that uh the fda is the major government source because the bird flu wiped out all sources of poultry so people are like illegally smuggling poultry as drugs so i've been reading that that's really great i i'm really liking it so far Uh, that's 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 way cooler That's way cooler than what I've been doing. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Playing way too much League of Legends. And then, so I am releasing a series for the network at some point this year uh, with a couple buddies of mine. I've announced it officially on a couple of our shows. Um, But today I got to dig into a 67 episode series Bible uh, and pick my favorite episodes that I want, we want to start working on the scripts for. Uh, I think we have three or four scripts already done for the first season. And he sent me 67 episode concepts to pick from. So that has been so much fun because he's a nut job. Uh, This guy, his writing is just insane. And I'm loving diving into some of this stuff. Um, Yeah. And then I've been playing jackbox games if you know what those are is over skype with friends so that's been fun but that other stuff is like right. stuff that's, i've been i'm so excited i think both of you will love um this series when it's out i actually have a sample of one of his short stories that i'm gonna share with you um it's absolutely nuts he didn't put the ending on the on on the internet he just put a, a small chunk of this full story and it is insane to read I'm curious because you've been talking about this for a long time. You semi-announced it uh, way back in the day, and like, it's, oh, it's been about two months now. So, yeah. uh, I'm glad. I'm glad. What What's the name of this project? I don't think it is going to be called show. Gray Matter. Um, we don't have a release date. We actually did have a release date in mind, um, but now with everything going on, production's been pushed back. But it'll be an eight episode um, series, one season at a time, anthology style, uh, meet Lovecraft meets Twilight Zone meets Cronenberg, but as a radio drama, uh, I'm super excited. Like we've been really working hard on this. Uh, and like I said, I have three scripts in, in my hands already and they're all insane and I love them and I can't wait uh, for everyone to hear them, and it, it's just so much fun to be working on a, a different something completely different than this. It is a little more stressful because I can't just be like, "All right, I know what I'm doing today." It's like, okay, we really got to sit down and map all this out. I'm messaging like musicians to get scores together. We're working on uh, putting casting calls together. So it is a totally different project than I'm used to, but it, it's it's going to be worth it when it finally comes out. Um, still, we're still thinking 2020. We just don't know when. Yeah. No, it's good to hear. It's it's a really cool project. We've had an exciting year as a uh, as as a as a network. Uh, I guess uh, things have been things have been weird. Things have been weird, but uh, at least for myself and Greg, and of course Mike is all part of this too. Uh, we're happy to announce that we have found a new office space uh, as well. So I'm really really excited. Uh, we're moving into our office space. I'm going to start moving stuff in as soon as. 
uh, well, as the day at, at the day that this releases today, but uh, as the day of recording tomorrow. Uh, so we're getting our new office space. We're going to move back into uh, a spot. I know Greg, you're still quarantined and whatnot, but we found a new spot to really, uh, excuse me, start grinding again, start grinding again, getting back in the groove. You know, we had our office space at the top of the year at the end of 2019, and uh, we're getting a new space as well. So we're going to up or continue to up our production. And uh, it's just, things are just clicking, man. Uh, I'm, I'm really really it's i'm excited i am uh just just things have just been falling into place dude yeah it's awesome i can't wait to get balls deep into this new office here and get the (laughs) thick man smell just embedded into the walls into the carpeting i'm hoping it's a shag carpet i'm i'm just i'm very stoked about this just this band of brothers together during these dark times, just giving each other the coronavirus. And, <laughs> oh man, I am just really looking forward to it. Um, I'm gonna, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And also, this is fantastic that you picked uh, this location because it's uh, less of a drive for me than going up to the falls there. <laughs> yeah, that was the intention. So, uh, uh, you know, a lot of the guys that I, I get to work with, they all come in from Tan- uh, Tanawanda. Kenmore. Um, I'm actually not certain where you live, but I know it's not a fun drive out to Niagara Falls. But uh, this is North pr- Buffalo. No, that's North Buffalo. So, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Address not. and zip code. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Social security number, credit card. Uh, <laughs> no, but no, it's, it's a primo. It's a primo location. It's a good spot. It's actually uh, for the listeners sake. It's an old school. Uh, elementary school in North Tonawanda, New York, that uh, has been renovated, renovated into office space. And we have some neighbors, uh, of course, that are all invested in different arts and whatnot, but we're excited to take over this classroom and really uh, get to work. We have a lot of space. It's a much better space than what we had previously. And, oh, man, I got the chills just thinking about it. It's it's a uh, it's a very good, very good space, very good deal. And uh, it's it's definitely to our benefit there's things happen for a reason and i fully believe that when this room became available so stoked uh very stoked to move into there and and uh and get to work but uh yeah enough of the sappy stuff i have two quick things um yeah well we are sitting down i think it's just when we started this show the goal was to support local comic book shops and with everything going on Obviously, that's a little difficult. Um, I do. I've actually been talking to the owners of Pulp Seven One Six and Iron Buffalo. Uh, Pulp Seven One Six is not currently doing um, any comic books because Diamond pulled all comic book distribution, so no new comic books are coming out at all at this time, um, starting this past Wednesday. So, so no, oh, wow. so, so new comic book distri- distribution is totally shut down. So. Um, Back issue is the only thing you can really get anywhere, and most back issue shops are closed. But uh, Pulp 716, you can still support. They are offering um, to go and pick up on the bubble tea and some of the snacks they provide as well um, at both their locations in North Tonawanda and Lockport. Um, that there's no actual shopping, it's a very limited staff. But if you want to come in, grab a drink, uh, and just get out of there just to get out of the house. Um, it supports them. It still helps them, you know, keep their lights on. 
And then Iron Buffalo uh, is not currently open. Unfortunately, they did actually have a case of COVID-19 in their building. Um, but they put a whole list. If you go to Iron Buffalo on, at Facebook.com, um, Iron Buffalo Comics is their, their backslash. They have a whole list of um, vendors that are actually offering anywhere, all sorts of discounts. And also they're offering a portion of whatever you spend um, is going to be donated to local um, game and comic book companies or comic book stores um, like Iron Buffalo uh, just by purchasing. So anything you buy online through these shops, Arcane Wonders, Deepwater Games, uh, Fireside Games, Draw Lab Entertainment are actually going to be putting that money back into local game stores um, to help them stay open. That's awesome news. That's awesome. I mean, we, we see this is, I mean, we've been in like quarantine mode for, I think two, about two, three weeks now. And you can start week three. Yeah. This is week three and you're starting to hear and more so here. You can't physically see it, but you're starting to hear about how small businesses and and other things are, are struggling. So legit anything you can do. And I know it's tough out there, man. And it might money's tight and all that, but anything you can do to support your local comic book shop, if they are offering anything at all, legit, every dollar helps and 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 makes everything. Uh, it it helps them, uh, yeah. which in turn helps helps you in the long run. So one hundred percent, if if your comic book local comic book shop is offer has anything to offer, please 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 go. Greg, you good there? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, go support them in any way financially. Uh, it, it's 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 good. We don't know how long this is going to go on for. I pray. I'm not a religious man by any means, but I hope and pray that uh, you know this ends sooner than I think a lot of us are anticipating. But uh, so yeah, so that's Greg, pretty big uh, news. Greg is praying enough for the both of us, so I think we're good. <laughs> he, is, uh, he is. That's right. <laughs> you were. You were saying how it's tough out there, and, like, it is so tough, especially when you you fall into some weird shit. It's in the Here middle of the night, and you're scrolling through Amazon Prime, and for some reason, you watch a 2001 Julia Strain movie called Battle Queen 2020, which was, like, a low-budget, a very low-budget, almost like Snowpiercer, but with a lot of boobs. Uh, I'm pretty sure that... I think it was one of those like Showtime, Skinamax late at night movies. I, I after that got into Song Girl versus Zolta from Outer Space, which is just wild. I oh man, it's been weird. You guys watch Tiger King, right? Uh, my wife is watching it at this moment. I was like, yeah, I'm not interested at all. And then I just almost like didn't come in and get on the call because I got pulled into it. Uh, I this is what this is something I haven't hit yet. This is something I haven't hit yet. I've seen plenty of memes about it. You know that 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 bitch Carol Baskin and 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 all that stuff. I've seen plenty of memes about it, but uh, I haven't personally like watched it. I've actually had a busy couple of days uh, last couple of days since it's come out. But uh, yeah, I, I I hear good I hear good things about Tiger King. I hear very good things. And for everyone, everyone, and I know our boy Vince fucking made a status about it too. <laughs> let us fucking let me fucking enjoy Tiger King and the memes. Get off my fucking case. I'm gonna I'm gonna share that shit probably for the next two weeks. Tiger King was 
the greatest thing to happen for this fucking country during <laughs> these dark times. Like, Dude, my pastor was like, oh, I'm going to go watch Tiger King at the end of his sermon on Sunday. I was like, what is happening? That, see, that's, that's good. Good. Wait, what the, what, what the fuck happened? You went to church Saturday? Sunday. Sunday, you went to church. No, it live stream. I watched it in the comfort oh. of my home. They pre-recorded right. it, so you can watch it on Sunday. Respect. Respect. All right. Pre -re uh, pre-recorded. When was this WrestleMania? Yeah. Uh, Jesus man. Mania. Jesus Mania. <laughs> Joe Exotic I, is every what? I I don't I just I, uh, I was like, <sighs> WrestleMania is a sore spot for me right now. Okay, so. <laughs> You can you can go on this your Joe Exotic that, rant. <laughs> no, no, this is that thing we have to be in person because we're talking over each other. <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> Joe Exotic, he's just everything American. Like he's like he's a human American melting pot. Like he's he's gay, but he's pro gun. He's pro choice. He's conservative, but yet somehow fucking liberal. Like I don't. He's just crazy. <laughs> he's what a gay a polygamist. I just. Yes, yes, it's insane, and he married straight men. Uh, it's the whole thing is absolutely insane. Like I'm just talking about Joe Exotic, and the fucking side characters are it's some of the best shit. There's somebody that had an ATF agent killed on his property, and he disposed of the body, and he is the most fucking normal person on the show. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I can't wait for the Joe um, Exotic, uh, the the comic book. I'm I'm very excited at the sentiment uh, of that. That's it's been many, nice though. Yeah, it's been nice. Tiger King gimmicks we're about to have, man, in the wrestling world. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not happy about I, that. No, I, like it's been a nice. Oh, it's been nice. <laughs> Why well, you were gonna nice. do it? <laughs> Caesar exotic. Uh, I, yeah. I've been happy yeah, about man. it. Come on. I've been happy about it because, like, I don't know. Everybody's very, like, wrapped up in the news and everything. And I get it. Shit's bad out there. Uh, it, it's bad. But uh, to see and hear that people are turning their attention to something different, I'm 100% okay with. Uh, we all acknowledge that things not, are not right out there, but I'm glad that people are focusing their energy on a little something. Uh, exciting and entertaining and and that's that's where i'm like that's my positive uh really spin on it and of course i'm going to give it a watch but uh uh yeah and I'm, I'm just glad because because people get wrapped up in the negativity so easily especially on social media they will go out of their way to bring negativity and, and <laughs> damn it micah <laughs> <laughs> but uh <laughs> i'm supposed to recover after that uh yeah so it's been it's been uh it's been a good little touch uh on, on social media and everybody's talking about it everybody's memeing it which is a good time it's putting smiles on people's faces especially mine uh especially mine i i've i've really i could really use the positivity and in, in everything so uh i'm happy to see it i'm i'm happy to see it Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad you're with me on this. And fucking, when you watch it, you be sure to text me right away. Okay, that's a deal. Uh, yeah, what, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll start it tomorrow. Maybe I'll give it a start tomorrow. But uh, 
All right. I guess uh, let's get into some news. It's not a very news-heavy week for us here at the panel yeah, discussion. Yeah, fucking news. To the news. Breaking news. Well, that's not a really news. That's not a newsy that theme. Kombat. <laughs> it was. It was. It was like all these brand Mortal Kombat. Uh, it's not a very news-heavy week this week uh, in in at the panel discussion. Uh, really, the biggest thing that we're hearing is that a lot of <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this message group is unbelievable right now. Uh, the biggest news is Sony. I'm trying. I'm trying here. You're you're making me laugh. You're making me break kayfabe. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the movies that we were hoping and expecting to come out this this summer, this spring, uh, are officially getting pushed back. And we talked a little a lot about this last week, actually. But Sony officially pushed forward a lot of the movies to 2021, and that includes the likes of Morbius, Ghostbusters. Uh, which is, <laughs> Ghostbusters was a big one. Uh, That's those movies the one are, that fucking broke my heart more than any of them. Yeah. Ghostbusters is being pushed till May, no, March of next year, right? Uh, I didn't see the exact I, I date, but I did see yeah. It was March or May of it, next year. It was very, very upsetting because obviously, like, I, I was waiting for this movie more than, like, I, I, I just wanted this movie more than anything. Yeah. Uh, but maybe with this, you know, a, a, it's not coming out till next year. Maybe they could make it better, reshoot some stuff. I know that Rick Moranis isn't in the movie. Maybe they could film something over the next, the course of how many months uh, to surprise everyone with a Rick Moranis cameo, maybe. Um, this is what I care about. I know you boys care about Morbius because you both want to fucking suck Jared Leto's cack. But <laughs> fuck that guy. I'm actually more Ghostbusters than Morbius. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. That was such a passive aggressive oh. way to pass that off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really about the Ghostbusters more than Morbius too. Uh <laughs> <laughs> No, and all, I mean I, no, it's I'm pretty sure you two were you two were the ones that were like, "Yo, Jared Leto is so hot." Oh man, I know. I just want to guzzle his fucking mayonnaise so bad. Oh. <laughs> Um, and I'm like, man, you, guys, you guys really want to see this Morbius movie, huh? Hey, uh, I, you know, I, I was I actually intrigued. I, I was, in, I was in excited at the sentiments that uh, uh, of Morbius, Morbius, because we did see some like teasers. We'd seen the little Spider-Man uh, like teaser in that when the the first trailer that came out. We've seen the Michael Keaton, and uh, of course, we want to know how that comes into play. And, uh, I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I want to see how they do it. I, you know, we're all. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, of course we're all. Uh, you know, look at this thing because obviously with the new Spider-Man deal with the MCU, a lot of these Sony properties are supposed to cross over a little bit more. They're supposed to be a little bit more intertwined. So I, that's that's where my curiosity lies, and I have to wait till 2021 to kind of see how that goes. Uh, of course, I can wait. I'm going to have to, but. At the same time, uh, yeah. you know, I I, I kind of wish I knew what was happening a little bit sooner. That's fair. It, yeah, it is weird. It, like, I'm glad that there was none of the big MC titles that were pushed back that far. Far, like, if Black Widow would be pushed back that far, like, how would the phases be affected and things like that? Um, so it tells mm-hmm. me if they're willing to push back Morbius almost 
what is it, six months, um, that it's not going to have a huge effect on like the current state of the MCU. No, no, not at all. Uh, I it's think really supposed the- to more tease. I've heard there's like a carnage tease in the end of it, but that's all I've heard so far, like rumor wise. Mm. Yeah, I haven't heard too much. Uh, I mean, Black Widow is really the big MCU film that's going to be affected by this. Uh, I think Eternals is still going to release on time. I, I, I think that's going to be okay. It doesn't come out till November. Uh, I think that's supposed to release on time and, and, and all that good stuff. But uh, Black Widow is the only one that's that's going to get thrown off a little bit. I know the uh, – oh, Christ, I can't think of his name. But um, – excuse me. But – yeah, that's. I mean, that's not Black Widow's not a huge deal. The, uh, the 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 guy who's playing Black Widow's like brother or whatever. The, uh, the was it Red Guardian? Uh, I think is his name. Yeah, his dad. Yeah, her dad. Yeah. Her. Oh, is that supposed to be her dad? Her. Uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's her dad. Yeah. Um, oh, his name is. Uh, oh Jesus, I forgot it too. Red yeah. Guardian. It's David Harbor. <laughs> David Harbor. Okay. David Harbor. Uh, thank you. They they post an interview hoping that they get it, they get it to stream. And I think it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I know we talked a lot about it last week, and I don't want to harp on it too much about the the you know the, the good experience of uh, going to a movie theater to seeing these types of movies. But uh, he 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 was saying he hopes it streams. He was he was hope uh, he was hoping it's it eventually it streams sooner than later uh, to kind of give people relief. So uh, yeah, I, I think cool. uh, I, yeah. I think he's gonna uh, David Harbor is definitely gonna steal the show. The dude, the dude is awesome. Like yeah. he, he killed it in Stranger Things. He, he was good as Hellboy. It's just that movie sucked. Um, oh, so I guess this would be like his second comic book character he's playing. That's pretty cool. His redemption, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dave, yeah, David Harbor is just a he's a he's a big fucking dude that I think people like him so much because he's relatable. He's mm-hmm. just like a big. He's, he's he has muscles, but he also has like a few layers of fat over it, which bad body. I mean, I I yeah yeah you know, but like he he's cool. Uh, yeah, I uh, I think he's gonna steal the show. Yeah, he, he's they've been actually um, pushing him pretty heavy too, so maybe he'll get a spinoff series or uh, something along the lines of that uh, after this movie comes out. But uh, I'm I know I'm excited. I, I I'm. I need it. it. It's so weird heading into this year. And of course, I've, I've, with everything going on, uh, keep in mind, but uh, like uh, the last two years, right? We've been hyped for infinity war and end game. Like yeah. really, really like there's been a, like a six month hype machine behind every movie. And this year it's, it's black widow. And of course it's getting pushed off so that it, my like desire and craving for something MCU is 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 getting delayed, so I I I don't hate the stream idea at this point. I really don't. Uh, I know a lot of people have Disney Plus, so I'm just I, I don't know. It's it's a it's a very I'm not gonna say controversial, but it's a very good talking point uh, right now as to what direction Disney should go with it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You got you kind of hit the nail uh, on the head, so I don't have much to add. Like I feel pretty much the same. Sweet, sweet. Uh, I think that's it for news, though. Unless, uh, unless you guys have anything additional to add, but um, no, just it is going to be to to think about. I kind of glanced over or glossed over it, glossed over it. 
that like Diamond Distributing, the biggest comic book distributor for their major for Marvel, DC, and Image, is not distributing comics at all. Like it, it's just how is it now going to affect that industry? And I'm kind of nervous. Like this might be. No, I, I don't think it's going to kill it. I don't think it's going to kill off physical comics, but I think like physical comic production is going to have a lot of issues and you're going to see a jump in the digital comic, um, which just isn't the same. Like I do it sometimes just because there's like a lot of free comics on Comicsology, but it's it honestly is not the same as buying a comic and having it in your hands and being able to flip through it and appreciate the art that way. Um, so it's just... I'm I like curious the, I I like going to yeah I I the digital thing is cool because it's so fucking convenient and you don't want to stack the comics that are basically worthless after that like after you're done reading it like I have fucking comic books laying everywhere and I'm like oh god what do I do with these they're not worth anything <laughs> but yeah I just I love I love going into a comic book store I love the smell I love the people I mean like the the Queen City store uh bookstore that I go to over here on Main Street I'm friends with the owners. They're great. I love going in there. I love talking to them. Um, they save Fangoria magazine for me. You know, they always put one aside knowing that I'm going to come in and grab it. That's um, awesome. It's just, it's cool. It's a great, yeah, it's a great experience. I, I love, I, I love it. I love, and you guys know what I'm talking about, the smell of a comic book store. It's not oh, yeah. like, like when you go into like, uh, uh, I almost said Walden Books. It was even Borders, Barnes & Noble, whatever. Oh man, like, Walden you, Books. That's a throwback. But it's like a bookstore has a smell, but yeah. then a comic book store has a different smell. Yeah. Uh, it it's the same style, just nerdier. slightly more Doritos. No, <laughs> no I, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that way about my local one. My local one, um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank on it, uh, on the name of it. It's in Niagara Falls. At, at, completely brain farting house of fantasy yeah that's what it is that's what it is <laughs> i got shame you. on me but it, it's like it like comic book stores are such like these niche like places nowadays there's not a whole lot of places like them and i feel like every time i walk there i feel like it's just like this giant time capsule because house of fantasy has all sorts of old like eight, 70s 80s 90s board games uh even like little trinkets and and like toys and, and model stuff like they have like legit models and statues and, and all these old comic books it just feels like this just like this the late night to me it feels like late 90s early 2000s this is giant time castle the smell it just smells like the 90s i don't know if oh, the, yeah. why i think the 90s has a smell but it just has a smell to it uh but i'm in the same boat totally man it, it's, and, and, and you don't want to see those places go away no, uh, no, you no. really don't uh, it, because they're, they are so special and unique. Like everything around. I'm not a big like clothes shopping guy. Uh, I'm not. My wife is really into it. Uh, I know plenty of people who go to like malls and stuff. They love the clothes, the various clothes. But I'm like the, one of those people who like who, I like the like the pop culture shops, the comic book shops. And uh, they aren't like heavy traffic areas, but they they just fill this like void in my life. Uh, I just, I just love to go and see them and, and experience them. It's, it's really, really surreal, uh, to walk into a place like that and, and see it open. So I hope this all doesn't like kind of drive people away. I know the house of fantasy guy, he does pretty well for himself. He's been in business for over 30 years now, but, uh, some of the, I mean, even some of the shops, maybe even smaller than him, uh, could be at, at risk with all this. And, oh, yeah. and especially if they, if they go to a prime, a primarily digital route, 
uh, it's it's a little unnerving. Yeah, it's, oh, it's, yeah I'm man. not sure how much they're going to be pausing, if they're just going to pause release of new issues altogether. Um, I just know that it was announced at the beginning of this week, or this last week, that um, they were pausing distribution. So I don't know if they even have the logistics figured out, um, but a lot of these, especially like indie comics and stuff, I can't see them not releasing their comics in some fashion for as long as this might last. Right. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta find a way to keep the interest going, I guess. And I, digital, unfortunately, that's that might be the best route uh, for a lot of pro, uh, production places to go to. But um, yeah, I think that wraps up the news. Really, I think it does. Let's talk, uh, ladies. Uh, yeah, let's talk, ladies, because this is the last episode we're gonna do for ladies for well, for maybe for a while. Oh. Uh, our next month's theme is animal heroes. Animal heroes, those lovable pets in your animal life. Animal heroes, huh? Animal yeah. heroes. That's that's yeah. our next gimmick. Our next shtick for the month. Uh, oh shoot, it's already April. Uh, for the month of April. So this is our last Women's History Month. Last month uh, episode. This last week, we're going to be talking about the ladies of comic books, at least till future time. But uh, we got some good ones today. We got some good ones today. Who wants to start off today's episode with their women's focal point? I'll start because mine is pretty quick and basic. Sure. Yeah. Just like me. So, yeah. Uh, I am talking, <laughs> I've been, like I said, I've been down like an image rabbit hole lately. Um, I've been kind of purposely avoiding superhero comic books um, just for something different. It, it's nothing against them. It's just I wanted something refreshing. Uh, and just to read something a little different of a formula than what I'm normally used to. Uh, so I am was reading Paper Girls, and that's what I'm covering for this um, for our women's. Is it's a whole group. It is four uh, 16-year-old girls who have a paper route in Stony Stream, USA, in 1988. Uh, it sounds super boring if that's where I left it off, but a lot of people explain it basically as. Uh, female Stranger Things. It is made up of Aaron, Mackenzie, Mac, KJ, and Tiffany. A very diverse group of young girls. But the whole premise is that um, these four girls are out building their papers on Halloween night, and all of a sudden start running into these weird alien creatures, uh, ninja teenagers, right. and um, time travel. And they are. Uh, actually dropped right in the middle of a time travel war between the old timers and the teenagers. The old timers are the first generation after time travel was invented. They're all adults. Um, the leader is this old grandpa and like a, looks like a rock t-shirt. <laughs> his hero, his name is the, the <laughs> grandfather. That is his title. Um, he is the grandfather of time. And they're actually at war with these teenagers who are basically like disformed or they're sorry, deformed like rebels that um, a lot of them are just clones of the girls as well that are there like fighting the men and they they've worked for all sorts of different um, newspapers is one of the connections um, and they've traveled back in time to kind of like keep the to to promote children as as the future and keep like the adults down kind of thing uh, but it's a really weird comic it is drawn absolutely beautifully um it's got this like 80s vibe to it um it just ended in in july of 2019 um it's only 30 issues long but it is 
it is really really cool it it feels like um like i said like like an 80s stranger things the artwork is absolutely gorgeous the coloring is very different than anything i've read or i've seen before in a lot of the comics uh, but the girls are just really cool characters uh, they are very much that like thrown in the midst of everything and i think it's funny putting them in comparison with like stranger things because honestly like the stranger things boys are kind of wimps at first and like running and scared of everything and it's like eleven's the the badass like she's the cool one uh where with this like these girls like one of them's carrying a pocket knife and the other one's carrying a field hockey stick and it's immediately when they get into trouble they like start trying to fight back they actually like um steal oh, the nice. mom's gun and like they're just they're freaking out still but they're portrayed as just these awesome characters um and i really really like a mac is probably my favorite of the four um she's just like the you know that's typical like i'm a punk girl who smokes and wears flannel but i'm awesome like she's <laughs> she's that like trope um but it's it's just a really cool it's a really cool comic. It, it's totally different. I can't really explain everything with it, but it's got this like very well done, like alien time travel vibe to it. Um, and you don't even like, I almost feel bad saying that it's time travel they're dealing with. Cause when you first read the first three issues, you're like, what is happening? And you start to pick up on it like in issue three, but it takes a bit to get there, but it is, it is a ton of fun. Um, I, I really, like I said, I think that it's awesome um, representation of like teenage girl characters. It's not, I don't think it's your typical, like you would look at this and, and you wouldn't expect these four girls to act the way they act. Um, I think it is a cool comic for like a teenage girl to pick up. I think it, I honestly think they would enjoy it um, if they're a little out there like me, even though I'm not a teenage girl, but <laughs> It's, I really, I, I had a great time with it. Like I absolutely have loved reading this so far. Um, and it's that image rabbit hole, man. They just let the writers do whatever they want. And that, I, that's what I like so much. I feel like it pans out for them more than it fails that they're just like, Hey, go do something like, all right, uh, paper girls instead of boys, they get sucked into time travel with ninja teens with bad acne. Like, okay. Sounds awful. And it's great. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I got for the paper girls. I could okay. ramble for hours. Right. All right, uh, Mike, you want to go oh, next, dude, bud? That, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it's very yeah, runaways. Sure. Vibes. Actually, I uh... what's that? It's very like runaways vibes, like the early runaways comics. That's that's what. I was oh thinking. yeah 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 okay. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's why I, uh... this is image. Yeah, it's an image comic. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, man, I'll um, I'll definitely check that out. Um, well, of course, you guys probably I, I didn't tell you guys what I picked, right? No, yeah, I don't think you did. Yeah, uh, Elvira. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, Elvira, dude, Elvira's my girl, man. Uh, Elvira is a character that was created by Cassandra Peterson. Uh, Cassandra Peterson, she got her she got her a break way back. Like when Elvis was doing his thing, um, Elvis helped her out because he was just like, she was a, a dancer. She was like 17 years old and she was hooking up with Elvis and uh, like all these other, 
other like rock stars at the time, but Elvis had a had a you know they had a thing, so he helped her get like a singing career going and stuff like that. Elvira was always just kind of like that B level type star. And then she came up with that uh, that goth gimmick, which she kind of ripped off uh, another uh, another horror host from years prior, but we won't get into that. Um, but what she did was she took uh, she took a hat and she wrote a bunch of names on the, a piece of paper, ripped it up, threw it in the hat, and she pulled a name out of the hat, and the name was Elvira. That's how she came up with the name, just like that. A lot that's of people insane. think Elvira was a play on Elvis. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's, that's all it was. Um, and it, it, a lot of people think it's like a play on Elvis, Elvis, Elvira. Really, it was just one of the random 30 names that she put into this hat. Um yeah. And she had she had a movie in the eighties called Mistress of the Dark, which was so much fun. It's so campy. I think it's streaming on Amazon Prime. Um, I met her a couple of years back in uh in Pittsburgh and I just made a complete buffoon of myself. Uh my wife she's an artist and she makes a lot of horror artwork. So we had a, a table at a horror convention in Pittsburgh. Alvira was there. The line it was the last day. There was no line, and we we're like, "Let's go meet her." And yeah. they're having a normal conversation, and I'm just babbling like an idiot. I just, my wife just stared at me, gave me that look, looked at Elvira, and said, "We'll be leaving now." And she was, I embarrassed her, but I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I was, I was, I don't get starstruck. I really don't like. I've, I've hung out with Ric Flair. And I was cool as a cucumber around him, but there was something about Elvira meeting her. Like, I, like my stomach dropped, my asshole puckered up. I got erect. I got really sweaty. Uh, I was just, I was an incoherent, babbling idiot when I met her. Um, the picture, the picture is up on my Instagram. I'll send it to you guys. But the look on my face, it, it's, it's. I was like a kid on Christmas getting a Super Nintendo. Um, I look so stupid. Um, but anyways, back in the, back in the nineties, Elvira had a comic book run that was kind of corny. It was, I mean, it was okay, but I mean, that's what she is. She is corny, but this currently right now, there are Elvira comic books out. It's David Avalone. He partnered with, uh, artist Dave Acosta, uh, and Dynamite Entertainment to bring out this Elvira series. Uh, this came out back just a couple of years ago, back in the summer of 2018. I actually found out about it uh, around Halloween time when I was in Salem, Massachusetts there because I'm, I am who I am. Um, so I'm in Salem hanging out and we, we stumbled across a comic book stop that had a lot of cool horror shit in there. And I was just like, Whoa, fuck, look at this. Elvira has comic books out. And it was, I was, just like cool whatever and i set it down and my wife was just like no i'm fucking buying this so we have like the first four issues of this series um i kind of stopped right there i know there are uh, they're still coming out but what this what this series is is elvira got herself stuck in a time warp um there's an evil evil dude evil dude bad guy puts elvira in this time warp she ends up hanging out with Mary Shelley, uh, Frankenstein, Dracula. At one point, she teams up with Edgar Allan Poe to jump into another time warp. It's, 
it's pretty fun shit. It's drawn well. Obviously, it's it's not current day Elvira, who is still a, a fucking fox. Um, <laughs> this is definitely the younger Elvira. She's living in a she's living in a trailer. Um, you know, she's just she's not she's not the big star that she this this is pre this is Elvira pre the movie Mistress of the Dark that came out before she inherited that big house. Uh, when she was just living in a trailer, trying to make it in Hollywood by pushing those boobs in all the producers' faces. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a fun. It, it is fun. It is well written. Uh, it's a lot. She's God. I hate saying this, and I keep fucking saying it. It's she kind of takes a Harley Quinn approach, where stuff will like it, it, it's it, it's mixed with that and like almost Family Guy cutaways where she meets up with Dracula and she says something like, honey, you gotta take me out for a steak first. And she's holding up a fucking hammer and steak that she didn't have like the panel before (laughs) that. And the next panel, the next panel is fucking gone. Uh, So it's, it's fun shit. Uh, Fun, goofy shit. You know, if you just want to take your brain out of your head and just say, fuck it and read something stupid but that is stupid awesome go with the elvira mistress of the dark series that just came out in 2018 by dynamite entertainment um and also if you're a collector the variant covers are insane there's so many different covers i think there was there were six different covers for the first issue and i think there's like four or five for every issue since then um a lot of different artwork yeah, a lot of different artwork, really cool shit, hyper-realistic uh, paintings, um, even going as far as to when she wore the, um, just, I think the one comic was just a picture of her wearing that red sparkly dress, um, which they actually, they made a Funko Pop of Elvira wearing that red dress. Um, I think they only made 500 They're pretty fucking expensive. I don't, I'm not really into the Funko Pop things, but it's just kind of cool. Because uh, Elvira had, there's a little shop by me. It's like a $350 Funko. Oh, it is? Okay. Uh, Something, I was talking to the owner there at this one stop. I don't go in there anymore because the guy is extremely racist and makes me uncomfortable. And he like smokes cigarettes in his shop. Um, and I'm like, all right, man, I don't think I'll be coming in here anymore. But he had that he had that red Funko. Um, he had that red Funko and Elvira was Elvira got a hold of him and was like, Hey, I fucking need that because they never gave me one and I'm I, I autograph these all the time, but nobody will give it to me. She's like, I because she collects her own shit. Um, but she didn't have this rare Elvira Funko thing, whatever, and the guy was like, Okay, I'll i I'll send it to you. Uh, but you got to pay me. You got to give me like a bunch of shit. So he, Elvira sent him, I think it was like 10 Funko Pops autographed of her, like her regular one and a bunch of other collectible shit. That's how bad Elvira wanted this Funko Pop. That's crazy. Wow. Uh, which after I just told that story, I realized how fucking stupid of a story that was. It's a cool story. <laughs> No, I appreciate not. it. It's, it's a fucking, it's a fucking Funko Pop though. That's so stupid. That Dude, oh, whatever. 
expensive she has, though. She has pinball. <laughs> she has fucking pinball games made after her. She has three pinball games named after her. Name anyone else that has more than one. Like yeah, she's on, got. Man, that's insane. I was just did like one of those weird, you know, like in like the Chuck E. Cheeses and like. Dave and Buster's, they have those weird, like, it's a roller coaster. Put your coins in, and it's a weird, like, 40 coaster. I was on one, and one of them was, like, an Elvira, like, horror coaster. It was just her face was really? on the back of like, every cart. I was like, oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, they were going to probably put her cleavage on there. So uh, <laughs> you walk through a casino, there's yeah, – you, you walk through a casino, there's Elvira slot machines. Uh, it's, it's insane that – Cassandra Peterson is such like a household name as Elvira and even still to this day the woman is in her 60s and she's still doing the Elvira bit um, I think it's uh, $10,000 to get her to show up to a convention and it's $15,000 to get her to do it as Elvira because um, I know we uh, the guy's the guys that run uh, uh, Buffalo Comic Con, I was like, hey, you should look into getting Elvira. And then they got back to me and they were all like, <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Elvira's always been an intriguing character. Like, I'm not super, because I know you're big into that. That, that That's your, like, MO there, Micah. Uh, the horror side, the, yeah. the spooky, like, that's just, that's your, that's your shtick. Uh, it is what it is. And but like I I've always known of Elvira, right? She's always been like this character, this figure that's kind of crossed. She's been like mainstream. She's like people, everybody knows who Elvira is. Uh, I remember her from yeah, like, absolutely fairly early on. Uh, into it, it's almost like a natural fit that someone like her cross gens into, into becoming like a comic book uh, character of any means. I I can't remember which she was like. She, I think she like, guest commentated at a WrestleMania. Uh, really early on, I think I can't remember which one, yeah. but I feel like I've seen her and Jesse. I can't remember which one it was either. Together, yeah, was... she was at she was at a WrestleMania. Um, I mean, she's it's so weird because she's Dude. been in such big things. Like she's made cameos in movies. She has her own movie. Um, she had her own TV show. She had uh, a lot of like local cable syndicated shows. Uh, syndicate shows. And then she had her show, which was nationwide, where she was just a horror host. But Elvira was great in the sense that she um, she would do bits about – she would do her little bits because, you know, she's an entertainer. She's just not going to ramble about bullshit. But she would incorporate, like, the movie that they were watching into it, uh, whereas Vampira, who was back in the, the, the 50s and 60s, she just had her own bits that had nothing to do with horror, had nothing to do with the movie they were watching. She was just trying – she was just doing this Vampira thing to get a name for herself, where Cassandra Peterson was already kind of established. She was a singer. She had a few albums out. She came up with the persona Elvira just to not boost your career, but just to do something different. But it took off and blew up in the 80s. Um I know Elvira kind of fizzled out in the nineties a little bit, but she's, she's back. She, she has a, uh, I know you could go on Amazon prime. Uh, she had a, she had a show on uh, a, a streaming show on there. Um, I think right now she's in talks with shutter 
getting her own show because they have they have Joe Bob Briggs, who was a horror host, who's fantastic, but I know that uh, Elvira is in the talks for a show on Shutter also, um, but Elvira is just a phenomenon, and the fact that she's still relevant is amazing, and it just goes to show uh, that people love her, enjoy horror, and also get into these comic books because they're still pumping out these Elvira comic books. Yeah, they they did that. They just did a, um, oh my gosh, Dynamite, not too long ago I was reading it, did a Bubba Hotep uh, with Army of Darkness crossover comic as well. So they yeah, have some- which was actually really good. And then they, they Dynamite has Vampirella, so they have like a lot of that that uh, style of comics. They have a lot of those titles, which is pretty cool. And it was WrestleMania 2, and then yeah, she did just, a Halloween, ha- uh, Halloween Havoc promo as well, which I sent to you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Halloween Havoc, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I was looking that's it up, awesome. too. You beat me to it. Uh, that's, But that's cool, though. That's that's how it should be. Uh, you know, everybody loves nostalgia, too. And obviously, of course, Elvira's not as big as she used to be. But there's still, like, this this demand, I guess. People people enjoy that nostalgic touch that that you have with uh, Elvira and that's why that's probably why she still has comic books going to this day. So it's really cool to see that uh, she's still alive and kicking uh, in, in her own respective way. Uh, I, I personally love to see it. I, I really do. Uh, she is. A, I mean, she is, a, she's a gimmick. She's a character and people like that deserve oh, her yeah. own. Like they just seem to find it's just such a natural fit when it comes to, uh, you know, being a, you know, uh, like it, when it comes to comic books is basically what I'm trying to say. But um, yeah, so very good. Very good. I like that Elvira touch. I did not see that coming. I did not see that one coming. Uh, <laughs> but way to go, my man, Mike. Uh, way to go. Uh, I guess I'm last. I guess I'm last today. Uh, <laughs> there was much debate. There was a part of me that uh, that almost selected to run with my arch nemesis in comic books X23. <laughs> uh, I almost did it. I almost did, but I've been very, very Marvel heavy. And of course, you know me, I like to uh, every now and then spread my wings a little bit. Today, I decided my focal character is going to be the one and only Catwoman. I'm going to go with Catwoman today. Uh, Selena Kyle. I've always like appreciated her dynamic. Uh, I guess she's always had this strange like relationship with with Batman. And I think it's been an I think it's been a, a much bigger and integral part of his. um, His story, I guess, is his his lore that I think a lot of people realize he's been she's been this on again, off again, love interest uh, villain a a good guy and and you know at the same or a good well not good guy uh good person good comic book character hero whatever uh (laughs) i don't want to i don't want to appropriate and and, (laughs) you know that sort of thing uh she's (laughs) (laughs) you misogynist you son of a bitch uh (laughs) uh but catwoman's been this, this this very important character i think often gets just overlooked because uh, one Holly Berry just ruined that movie. Oh, I'm not gonna say blame it on Holly Berry. It was just a, it was just a bad movie. Don't blame and, it on Holly Berry. And two, like her character isn't very, like Catwoman. Meow. 
Who cares? Are people are like nowadays when it comes to like character, they, they like they like the Scarlet Witches. They like those super OP characters. I think Catwoman gets lost in the shuffle, uh, quite a, I think quite a bit. Like you hear the name Catwoman, I, I'm thinking vintage Batman. I'm not thinking, uh, 2020 Batman, at all. But she's still a very well, important. They tried part making of her like, yeah, it, they like recently how she's been drawn is like. Let's make her cool and kind of techy and throw some fucking goggles on her. Uh, and I'm like, no, sure. no, 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 no. I like my, <laughs> I like my Julie Newmar Catwoman. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, it, I, Michelle, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer mm-hmm. purring, Michelle Pfeiffer purring all over Danny DeVito. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, this is that uh, mistletoe, deadly if you eat it. I love that movie. I think it's a great movie. I was actually just uh, we just streamed the fucking great. We just streamed. I just streamed uh, the game. I was ghetto. I was doing one of my ghetto streams for the for for the uh, for our Facebook page. I was just streaming streaming the Batman. Right, it was Batman Returns. I think it was Batman. Yeah, it was Batman Returns was the name of it. And I got to like battle Catwoman, uh, fight Catwoman. It was it was really good, like side scrolling game. I was very impressed. Uh, But I was like, you know, looking back, it was a fun like movie. Like I love Tim Burton Batman. Absolutely love uh, Tim Burton's twist on Batman. Batman. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. It was the twist is great, but also Tim Burton's Batman fucking kill you. Michael Keaton will kill you. <laughs> like, you remember, he killed so many people. He blew up a warehouse with people in it. He fucking shot people. Uh, in in uh, uh, he killed. He didn't kill that many in Batman Returns, but I know he strapped a bomb to that dude, threw him over a bridge. Batman walks away, and the guy just explodes behind him. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? I love it. It's like, amazing. Whole thing, like, yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah, Michael Keaton didn't give a fuck. <laughs> no, no, he did not. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, Tim Burton's like twist on Batman, I think, has been my, one of my f- favorite uh, things. Of course, we all, you know, we know the the modern take on it with the Christian Bale, but uh, for some reason, like that Batman Returns movie is is probably one of my favorites. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, it's, it's honestly one of my favorites. I love that like Christmas time feel to it. I love Lando Calrissian as, uh, as Harvey Dent, uh, and, and like this, Dent, that, yeah. it, that Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman just stands out to me. And there's been a lot of portrayals, uh, of Catwoman. That's, I think that's like, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty big deal is how often she gets, uh, she has been thrown. I'm not going to say thrown, but, uh, She's had a lot of movie roles. Like it pretty much, uh, well, yeah, it would be every piece of live action Batman, aside from the Batflex stuff. Uh, she has been a part in it. She's been a part in it. And let's see, yeah, and Lee Merriweather in, in the new one as well. Yeah, uh, Zoe Kravitz is supposed to play Catwoman in the new Batman. Uh, well, just the Batman that comes out in 2021. Which tells me it's not connected to the Joker at all because she was just in the Joker. <laughs> oh, wait, was she – uh, what's her oh. name? Oh, yeah, that's not that's not definitely connected to that at all. Uh, but right, I think she made – Right, wrong. 
I might be no, that might have been Zazie Beats, and I might be a terrible person. One second. <laughs> uh, yeah, confirm that. But uh, yeah, it's 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 cool to see. It's cool to see that she's getting this live action role, um, uh, and she, yeah, just an integral part of of uh, Batman's lore. Like Anne Hathaway's role. Like I, I didn't hate Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. It was Zazie uh, Beats. I'm terrible. You are. You're awful, awful person. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I felt like it's something that could have been built up over time. That fucking movie is so forgettable, though. I actually forgot Anne Hathaway was Catwoman. <laughs> yeah, I, I do not. I do not like that movie at all. I like the movie, but like, it doesn't stand out like Dark Knight did. It, it, that's that's the thing for so me. Weird, like. His knees are so fucked up. Hmm. Like, he's all fucked up, but then he gets knee braces that are, like, fucking could make Lieutenant Dan walk. Like, I'm like, wait, what is happening right now? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what is going on? And then he fights Bane, and then he ends up in that hole. And then he has to jump out. Well, he got, like... He fixed his back by hanging on a rope while one guy punched him in the back going, I used to be chiropractor or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Dude, and everything with Bane's fucking, everything with Bane I think was terrible. Oh, I just fucking hate that movie so much. Oh, what's your what's your name? Robin. Fuck you. That's all right. You just ruined it. You ruined it for me. You ruined it for me. Not in a bad way, but you kind of ruined it for me. Uh, <laughs> it, no, there, there was some. No, it's it's cool. It's it's that's the nature of the beast. Uh, definitely, I was excited. So remember, I was actually living in Rochester at that time, and I went to go see it with my roommate at the time, Jordan, and it was a, it was a pleasant experience. But when you look back in hindsight, uh, you're now that you like say all these things, it's like. Was it that good? Uh, it was. It was. It was a little. There was. It was a little strange uh, for me. But it was. I was surprised to see Anne Hathaway as like Catwoman. I just felt like it was a just a random throw-in. I guess cameo guest star type of thing. I, I don't know. I I felt like it, it, for her to get the the role she ended up having, uh, the the impact that she had in that movie, she should have been built up a little bit more. But uh, I've always been particular to Michelle Pfeiffer's like portrayal. Uh, it's it was it was something, and I like that leather. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it looked good. It, 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 it looked it good. good. It was really good. It was definitely definitely the sexiest Catwoman suit. Uh, but dude, Michelle Pfeiffer is awesome. You you can't you can't go wrong with her. She's no. incredible, and she I love how Selena Kyle was like this mess little nerdy chick, and then when she the supernatural twist, how she became Catwoman, and she's just like sexy, like yeah, it's just cool. Very good. Would that make Catwoman? Would that make Catwoman a zombie? <laughs> zombie woman. Oh my god! Yeah, because she like, because she died eight fucking times in that movie. <laughs> she did. She did. Now yeah, I gotta go rewatch Batman this. Batman killed her. <gasps> Batman actually killed her in that. And Christopher Walken, but most importantly, Batman. Well, we're yeah. on to something. We're on to something here. Uh, 
Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, <laughs> what a rabbit hole we have dug uh, on this episode. But I, no, it's dude. This is why we have you. Uh, it's a good debate. It's a good discussion. And uh, yeah, I thought Catwoman would be the perfect like character to examine. Um, you know, she's I just... got a crazy role right now in Batman. Like, so they they did end actually end up getting married after the wedding got canceled and everyone was ticked off at the comic book. But she's pregnant right now with bruce's baby with bruce's <gasps> bat baby well that's so exciting that's pretty crazy oh, she's got her own so title weird. comic and she's running around in the leather with her baby bump <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real thing see well she's important Sorry. she's it's that's a good thing yeah she's uh, becoming um, like an integral character to be honest it's and it's kind of it's kind of cool to see yeah, and it's like I said, her role in Batman's life is never really like it's never changed. It's never like it, it's well, it's been different, but it's never like officially changed. Like you think back to the like the Adam West Batman, she's always been like that that weird like love it. I'm not gonna say weird, but that love interest. Uh, essentially, he's always she's always appealed to him. Uh, in 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 some ways, so that that's why I've always like she's been consistent. Her character has been relatively consistent. At least she's been portrayed. Uh, but of course, there's always been those different modern twists. But um, you could definitely tell. Like I look at like me being a big Marvel person, I look at Black Cat, and Black Cat was pretty. And obviously, we know Marvel and <laughs> Marvel and uh, Marvel pretty much ripped off Catwoman when it came to Black Cat. Alicia and. Felicia Hardy and <laughs> Felicia Hardy had that similar role. She was a yep. uh, cat burglar and she became a love interest of uh, Spider-Man. But I find Catwoman much more intriguing, like much more intriguing. Uh, just there's just, there's just so much to her. There's there's a lot more layers to her. My in my personal opinion, from what I've seen, like the like one of my favorite points is in. Um, Batman year one comic like Bruce is just going around figuring out he hasn't become Batman yet he just like is walking through just like the red light district getting his butt whooped and Selena comes down with one of her girls and just takes out like protects Bruce having no idea who he is Um, but she she's like this mini crime boss and they kind of portray that with the Anne Hathaway one uh, portrayal but I really like that portrayal where she's got like these girls that she's got almost like not only taking in stray cats but the stray girls and like training them and having her own little like thieves and that's how like they have a living is she's having them run around and keeping them safe and I like that like take on her a lot I think it's very interesting and I like it just makes her um, you get her a little more and have a little more purpose to why she's committing the crime she's committing wholeheartedly agree wholeheartedly agree but um yeah that's that's pretty much what i got for catwoman uh you know i'm glad i got the opportunity to talk about her it's uh you know it's not a character that would often it like if we were just continuing with the way we used to do the show uh it's not a character that i would re- really reach out for in, in in uh in pick to examine but i'm glad we got to uh to talk about her because catwoman yeah she's uh she's pretty cool in my book and uh you know, I, I said it a million times. I just said it five, ten minutes ago. How much of a Marvel junkie I am, and I don't really look to DC that much. But I think Catwoman is a character that uh, should be a little bit more, maybe held up on a pedestal. 
I think, in the grand scheme of comic book uh, fandom. Yeah, I agree but, with you. But, um, but yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Mike, I'm waiting for something to blow us away to close off this episode. Uh, I'm excited to hear what oh. you have to say, uh, if you have anything to say at all. But, uh, yeah, let's uh, – well, what, what do you got? I what do you got? To- I hate to let you down, but all I got to say, man, is get into Happy on Netflix. That's I uh, I got into it yesterday. Season two came out, and my God, it is amazing. Chris Maloney is in it. Uh, Patton Oswalt's in it. Chris Maloney is a is just a maniac in it, and I'm I don't want to give too much away, but just fucking watch it. You've um, you've read also, the comic, right? In bet- uh oh my god uh no actually i haven't um uh, it's a grant morrison comic no but i i know it exists and it straight up looks like chris Maloney on the cover but it's grant morrison who's one of my my favorites well let's get our hands on that shit and cover it in the future because <sighs> my god it is amazing i highly recommend it but if you're you know every time like that screen pops up that says hey, are you still watching, whatever, and it's like, you know what, take a moment and just sit back and think to yourself, man, I'm in quarantine, and that means the X-Men are in quarantine, and you know that that fucking bedroom (laughs) with Scott, Wolverine, and Gene is just (laughs) keeping everyone in that mansion up, because they're all stuck there. They're quarantined there. They live in that fucking house, all of them. And at first, I want to say maybe they were quiet about it. But then, you know, people started picking up and knowing what's going on. And then, like, they get accepting of it. But then Wolverine's also, what, 200 years old? He's at a point now where he doesn't give a fuck. So he is not quiet. Like, they they would actually use a ball gag on Wolverine to muscle him up a bit. It's like having prison sex when you're fucking in the X-Men mansion. You know, you don't want, you don't want to wake anyone up. You don't want to piss Cyclops off, uh, beast anyone like that. I, uh, but now it's, it's, so they were just, they were ball gagging Wolverine. This is all in my novel. But then finally they, they realized they love his deep, thick, uh, Mark Hamill-sounding moans. That he gives off, and and my God, it is so arousing that they just took the ball gag off, and that's when the whole mansion knew. They all knew the 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 sodomy and filth happening in that room. Um, but Professor X, as we talked about last week, he's known about he's known about this this threesome for a while now because he's in he's in Cerebro just pounding off, uh, but. This is all, like I said, this is all in my novel. It's all in my novel. But then when you're done thinking about that, go on to the next episode of Happy. Because how Happy starts in the first season, it's, you think it's one show, but then it takes a different route and then goes back to what you originally thought. But then there's these other weird side stories. and There's, there's imaginary friends and demons and pedophiles and Killer Santa, it, it, dude, it's fucked up. It's amazing. Um, but this is all, Happy also has has me uh, thinking to myself about, my God, this shit is probably happening in real life. And it's, it's, watch the show and you'll, I don't mean the supernatural stuff, I mean the other shit. 
Uh, it's just fucking crazy. Um, but, but then again, think about the X Men Mansion and the quarantine. Yeah, Ooh, I got hot. <laughs> well, listeners, on that note, I think Ooh. it's the perfect way to segue out of this episode. Uh, of course, with a great Micah story, and I expect nothing less every time we finish these episodes up. But uh, yeah, next week when we return to action, we are talking, it's pet month, pet month, animals, uh, that sort of thing. So Bipedal, I'm ex- humanoid, talking, not talking, you name it, we're going to talk about it. I'm so excited because there are some wacky uh, animal representation in uh, in comic books. Uh, and, and trust me, it, as weird as myself, Micah, and Greg can be, this 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 is the perfect fitting uh, for what we're trying to you know for these these next uh, the next month's worth of episodes. It just it just oh, yeah. it just it just works. But uh, I thank you I'm all for listening. Oh, you're gonna get deep. Oh, I can't wait. I'm gonna uh, get deep into this. Oh yeah, you, I'm gonna get deep into this. <laughs> I am so excited. Uh, and of course, everybody, thank you so much for the last month of support. Uh, we greatly appreciate you listening to us and uh, and spending however long we talk uh, listening to us. Just go off on tangents and, and uh, explore different characters. I, I got to admit, the last the last few months have been very very uh, rewarding uh, for sure. But uh, on that note, on behalf of Micah, Greg, and I, thank you so much, and we'll talk to you next week right here on the panel discussion. You hear any good podcasts lately? Uh, just this one. Which one? Two Point Conversation. Two Point Conversation? What's that? Well, it's a football podcast on the network at BICBP-radio.com. Matt Johnson hosts it with a plethora of co-hosts. He actually has a whole team, and they release an episode Monday through Friday, ranging from team statistics about NFL football. They talk about scores, rankings, fantasy picking. They do player analysis and a team breakdowns, I'm pretty sure, through past years as well. Did you say it's NFL football? NFL football. And every single day of the week? Monday through Friday. That is insane. He even drops special bonus episodes randomly, too. All right. I'm going to have to check this out.